podcast that investigates the experience of self, the events that have shaped our world, the people that we have become, by focusing on the person first. We're rolling. Oh. We're digitising. Sure. Um, I'm going to kick off. Jordan, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It's nice. I like it. Um, I wanted to ask, what was your earliest memory of someone who was really good at life? Blimey. It was was solo recording artists, I guess. So maybe it was a bit of an illusion. Wow. But I just had huge... My whole life was based around Michael Jackson, Johnny Cash and Marilyn Manson and people that seemed to have uh, built a legacy on their own. Wow. You know, I liked the dark horses of the generations. Even someone like Brian Ferry was a weird little one, or Meatloaf, or someone that just had a weird mythology to them. I thought they were doing very well. Those people all had their own world they yeah. built, right? And I liked that the uh, the aesthetic of it, even that sort of dark yeah. aesthetic. So I thought they were doing very well because they tapped into something that I was trying to understand. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, and what's your when you think of those characters now as someone who's then gone into many different fields with success? and you look back on those people who initially inspired you, do you have the same opinions of them? No, it's weird because it, in retrospect, I, I sort of learned that you shouldn't try to build your legacy in advance. It should be something that you can look back on. You, shouldn't, you should try, try to achieve and achieve and not steer it in any direction. But I thought these people have figured out how to build their legacy and they just step by step did it. And of course what happened is they just went through their life doing things to the best of their ability and now we look back and see yeah. what they've done. As a body of work, so no, not those people anymore. I like people. I'm, I'm sort of now. My uh, my heroes are people like Tina Fey and Dan Harmon that just went through some crazy shit doing what they did. Showrunners. I have a lot of spe- respect for people that juggle a lot of things and don't get all the credit for it now. That's fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait for the new uh, Rick and Morty. Oh my god, it's just Exciting. so important to my life. I love it so and much. my mental health. I think. Yeah. I think it's this thing of they've managed to package existential crisis into something that way more people can access, which is yeah. wonderful, helping us deal with that. It's very good. Do you look like Rick and Morty? Oh, no, 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 I don't like it. I just don't watch it enough. Yeah. I've watched like three episodes. And when people talk about it, I, I realise that I'm missing on something important. Yeah, it's cool. It feels, it feels cool. It may, I don't know. It, yeah, you get that feeling that it's answering big questions for us, in a way. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 exactly. I think it, it trusts the audience to be more intelligent mm. than everybody else does yeah. yeah yeah well it started on adult swim didn't it, it was a smaller thing yeah. and that made a huge difference to dan from community he said it was yeah. nice to kind of take that step down and worked out for him that's great that's great mm. i'm gonna hand over to you alvin apparently i don't speak enough on he the doesn't podcast. speak enough on the podcast so um <laughs> just tracking back um so i the little i do let me maybe i should just hold this but um the little that i do or not a little, but I know a bit about like your past and like what you've done in terms of like your career. Um, has your um, success been congruent? So like, has it been aligned with your happiness? So, for example, when you were maybe on The Voice or when you did your like your biggest gig as a comedian, could you, can you track back and say this is I'm at my happiest point at this point? Or yeah, it's not definitely. Aligned? And I know that that's probably some sort of a, a malady that I need to sort out. But <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> a success definitely aligned with happiness. And with say something like the voice, it's so um, each step is so self-contained that it's it's binary. It becomes if you make the next steps, you will be happy, and if you don't, yes. you will not be happy. There's no uh, subtlety to it at all. <laughs> so that became great because then I was like, all, all I have to do now is 
is succeed in that. And the rules are very simple. Be the best one and also dodge the politics of it. I was so lucky because it's, it's a story for people. My story fits perfectly for that reality TV thing. I, I'm pretty sure that... Because I, I, I don't watch The Voice. I have to say, I think it's, a, it's, it's not my cup of tea. But the format of I didn't get a turn and I was brought back and it's this sort of Cinderella story, this hero's journey thing that they can sell to people. I think that was probably a bit contrived. But at the time, it just felt very cool. And, and, and it felt the happiness. Like, did it, it didn't change afterwards, the experience. You thought, I was happy, I enjoyed that moment and it's been enduring in that, in that sense. Oh, yeah, no, it dissipates very quickly. That's the thing, isn't it? It is short-lived. I've, I feel um, I was always, always, even for very, very young, very happy to, to know the truth rather than be happy. If that was ever, if that was on the table, if it was a case of being blissfully ignorant or miserable but knowing the truth, I would always lean towards the truth, in what I believe the truth to be. So um, you have to lie to yourself when you're, when you're trying to achieve success in any creative endeavour that's sort of... There's a big industry built around it. You are just jumping through a load of hoops. So you just lie to myself and say that I'm really enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, and so it's a short-lived... Very, very happy, but very short-lived. It's not nourishing, that sort of thing. What is nourishing? Like well, making something of your own that's enduring is good. I, I think... Uh, I, I, I moved into screenwriting now. I now have a position writing. Uh, I'm not a staff writer. I've had a show commissioned um, on a program channel. And, uh, yeah, just kind of utilising every skill you've ever learned and putting that all that into play and collaborate. Collaborating is very nourishing, isn't it? Because yeah. you're sort of being topped up from someone else's yeah. experience. And, and then that's bouncing cool. off each other's ideas. Yeah. Generates its own electricity, and that's, that's got to be cool. I'm going to throw around a lot of metaphors this evening that I don't Please fully do. understand. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you derive some sort of like pleasure from like being around other people in like relationships? I like being around people that want to succeed. Yeah. Um, not at the expense of other people's happiness, but that is probably the only thing that I, that I would not count as sort of, sort of put it. People that want to succeed at all costs, but with other people's happiness as the caveat. They won't walk across that line, but anything else. Ruthless people, I find quite, I think it's quite cool. So long as they're not treading on anybody's toes. Same. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like those characters. Care about the community, but like, they're, still, they're still gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy sharks, kind cowboys. Benevolent sharks. Yeah, malevolent sharks. Yes, yes, I like yes. those people. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, where do you, um, this is maybe connected then, where does your self-worth come from? Uh, it's got to be creative success because I only ever had that programmed, self-programmed from, from since I was a little kid. There is, I'm, I'm engaged to be wed in July. She's wonderful. She's, yeah, she's the best. She's really, really cool. But she gives me the space to work and she has her own thing going on. So we, we have that. It's pragmatic. And uh, I don't know if I have the skill set to really absorb a lot of, Things outside of just congratulations for creative success. That's what that hits the spot. It's short lived, and then I do the next thing. But I'm quite happy with that. It seems to be it's okay. So going back to what you said before, so the enduring piece is the body of work is good. You're satisfied with the what you are, let's say abandoned. You know, that's as good as I can get it for that moment, hmm. and you, you finish it. The is the um, applause and the. Um, the acknowledgement of that is that a um, nice byproduct. It's not the goal, is it? No, I th- no, no. It's not. It, it's that's a happy little thing. It feels nice. It's a balm, I suppose. I'm not. It's hard to sort of 
lay it out there because I'm not I don't feel like I've any particular pain to work through either I'm just trying to overachieve actively overachieve so maybe that comes from somewhere I've tried to deconstruct it I just like achieving I want everyone to I want an air of mystery about me and people to say uh, what an achiever yeah no, yeah, no just oh I wonder what she's working on now yeah yeah, I like yeah. That. I'd like to see how Jordan processes yeah, that yeah right yeah isn't that uh, this there's an ego to it, but I've, again, always never at any p- other people's expense. So I'm quite—I don't mind sort of being a bit of a narcissist about it. But yeah, just n- never want to hurt anybody with that. I want to inspire people, but I want the credit for it. I always want the credit for doing something cool. But I work very hard to be to do it. I'm not just being contrary, but you said that um, has anyone not told you or, or set out a, pl- a life plan that didn't involve achieving? And that an overachievement is a remedy to that. Yeah, perhaps. I suppose um, loving parents, the normal sort of side of all that stuff was there. I can't remember a big black gaping hole of anything that needed filling. Just, just yeah, just uh, associated very... I found a Michael Jackson CD in a cupboard when I was very, very young. And I thought, this, there's so, people talk about this person, like there's so much mystery about it. And I just, had to, I just always have emulated that. And then yeah. moved on to the next person that I thought was the coolest thing had some mythology because mythology is like a it's more than the sum of its parts isn't it you can be walking around but if there's a mythology about you doors will open in front of you and people will say nice things and you get to live in this little bubble it's nice, <laughs> it's <a> nice thing. <laughs> aren't you um, scared that the bubble one day just pops no because i don't think there's anything of any substance beneath me personally that's not a i don't count myself as a uh, a person of the world in that sense i'm Thing. I'm, I'm not very deep of a person, is my, is my honest opinion. It's not to fish for anything. I, 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 rea- I react to things very appropriately, averagely, normally have normal feelings and emotions, but I've not got a deeper level that wants anything more than just that, you know, that connection on that basis, I think. Yeah, I don't think uh, that's, that's, that sounds very reasonable. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wanna, think... yeah. I want to change the world, but I want the credit for it. That's it. It's, honestly, it's that. so I want to do things that inspire and change. But I, but I won't. I don't want to do it behind the scenes, which is why I admire showrunners that do because they can do that without lording it over people. You know, they can they do things, they make things that we all love, and they just sort of sit and you know. Tina Fey's favourite thing to do is eat after she's won something. She says food is the reward, a uh, uh, meal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's your go-to? Just pay for food, like yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> your, do you have a, like a go-to thing? I have a jacket potato with cheese and beans. That's my uh, my celebration. What what variety of beans? I thought you were going to ask the order in which it goes on because that is really important. Um, beans any, first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Butter, butter beans, cheese. Um, but any beans. Oh, I would put the cheese onto the potato to get this kind of blend. Madness. Why? <laughs> no, no, because you'll get that anyway. And also, you can have two... When you put the cheese on top, it retains its structure, but some of it melts, so you get the best of both. Uh, you yeah. could bury it if you wanted to, but don't... I want that choice, yeah. Ben. I don't want you to take that away from me. I put Leerdammer into a pot noodle rice yesterday... And it literally was this gluttonous yeah. meteor of the most awful cheese in the world. Yeah. It got stuck in my throat, and as I was pulling it out of my mouth, it was coming from my stomach. Oh. It was still connected. Mm, I used to get scared of pizzas for that reason. Not so because you think it's one. <laughs> you can reconstitute yeah. it. All those strawberry laces, boot laces, and you're eating them, and you're like, yeah, oh, they're still really... half being dissolved by acid. The, yeah. best, the best of both. <laughs> Yeah, the structural integrity of my food. I want it to be my decision. Yeah. How, how much is over. Yeah. Um, over the last seven days, what um, 
What have you experienced that's given you great joy? I, I discovered something, and it is echoing what I just said. Um, I'm writing a feature script, feature film, and they say there's a story in everyone, and I'm very fortunate that the story, the project that's right in my heart, is one of those by formula summer blockbusters because I don't have and this is, if, it, if it had been something richer and something of more worth I'd be buggered because it wouldn't Good get news anywhere. everyone but exactly. yes, I'm so happy because I know that I'll also do it justice I want a good product I'm not going to paint by numbers it just happens to be Demolition the thing Man I, I, right. <laughs> or True Lies right. it's, the, it's, it's even worse than this <laughs> even more mainstream but it's based on like a 90s uh, IP say uh, Mega Drive IP thing and I'm oh, so excited I, I won't Oh, so it's a game that I would have played. Maybe. Did you? Were you a Sega Mega Drive fan? I was uh, all console, Amigas. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, no, we, we, can, we can say. Yeah, that. yeah. Let's say that. But it's that gave me so much joy. So I thought, oh, that's a trajectory that I, I understand the formula of that. I, I you know, I'll, I'll give, um, do that to the best of my ability. I just that made me really, really happy. That I thought, oh, my purpose now. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm I'm putting so many eggs into that basket of this being great. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's gone from a million to one to a thousand to one chance that it'll get made, which is a nice jump, really. That's a huge... That's thing. amazing odds. I'd take them. Yeah. Have you always put all your eggs into everything, the basket? I'm going to, again, analogy, I'm getting caught. I think, you know how they say uh, if you've got so, too, too many ideas and thoughts that it's paralysing? When you can crystallise that into one thing, then you can achieve those things. So I've, I've by hijacking that, yes, I put everything into this one idea. Uh, but has that brought about it. success before? Yeah, yeah, I suppose Did so. Did you put everything into The Voice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh, you know, you can't leave anything. What's that movie, um, Gattaca? You know, you've got like, all the energy to swim out. Yeah. And you can't like, leave any energy to no swim back. No one's ever quoted no. Gattaca. <laughs> <laughs> this movie of mine's going to be brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, that, no, you've got to put it all into everything. Because I just don't think there's anything else. I'm an anti-super, sort of spiritual, non-supernatural sort of person. I haven't got any expectations of really any, any karmic ideas of anything. So, no, you just do it. Just do it or don't. And mm. I want the credit for doing it. I want people to go, bloody hell, she did that. That was really bloody impressive. That's as much as it is for me, honestly. And I'm, I'm happy with that. I've come to peace with that, you know. <laughs> Would you um, consider yourself a creative? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but not a natural creative, just having worked for it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a skill that you put in. They say, you know, you teach it or you can't. You, you absolutely can. Mm. But it's better if you are an auteur about it and you know you're a, what's the word, uh, you take, you go out and you learn on your own, you know, an autodidactic, polymathy sort of a person, you know, yeah. that don't hurt. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I ask that just because um, a lot of people that consider, consider themselves creative create out of a place of, like, uh, trauma or create from a place of, I want to solve this problem or create from a... Where do you feel like you create from? Given, like you said, there's no real... There's no underlying surface. Yeah. But. Solving a problem, I think, is quite cool. I like that. I've got a sort of a... What's the word? Com- sort of a computational idea of, of these sorts of things. I like... I'm not fussed about ticking boxes, but I like the idea of um, getting the most bang for your buck in terms of energy input for output. So if I can affect the most people, resonate with most people, I believe in the science of uh, kind of emotional resonance. I don't mm. think that's hogwash. I think it's probably something there. That's quantifiable, and I like that. That's safe. Numbers and electricity, that's all safe. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a, a place of trying to get the most out of, you know, the p- 
perfect word perchance, per the perfect sort of lyric to affect the most people and, yeah. and touch the most people. Yeah. Um, and sc screenwriting is that efficiency. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the economy of language. I love it so mm. much. I, I did just used to sit and read the dictionary. And I remember it in school. Mm. We, you know, you come in in the morning and you read until the teacher gets there. Everyone has a book. Yeah. I did so much joy because I, now I love knowing that all those sort of little, weird little Latin derivations, yeah. they're just in there from childhood. So yeah. I love language because I, I pick it up everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you do love language. I do love um, a bit of language. Yeah. Only English, though. I don't know <laughs> I only love anything English. else. My partner's from Czech Republic and her sister's just moved in with us permanently. Oh, wow. Well, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> permanently. A bit more of a culture shock than I thought. Yeah. yeah. I'm, out, I'm outnumbered now. Mm. Uh, what's the language that you're getting from those two? Yeah, Czech, Czech and the sister, is her English is coming on faster than my Czech is matching it. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun language. I like, I like sort of that. I lived in Sweden for a while, so a little bit of that. I like Scandinavian languages. You've taken me down this route. I'm going to ask you, um, the concept of um, linguistic relativity, mm. have you come across it? Not really. Basically, okay. it's how language shapes your brain. Oh, yeah, oh right, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, this, so, long story short, in English, we don't have certain words for a feeling, yeah. let's say like a melancholy or something very kind of complex in German and in lots of other languages, they've got a much br broader palette from which to paint their experience. Yeah. And, and some people have, have posited that that makes you think in a different way. So, so one of the concepts was um, if, you, if you think of the future and the present as very close um, countries, let's say, yeah. you make decisions that are better for the long-term and maybe more painful in the short term. So you quit drinking, you don't eat fatty foods, you save for a pension. Sure. If, yeah. if your language is spread over three different, like, present, future, past, etc., and there's a distance, distance profit, distant province of the future, it's never in the same moment, then you actually make decisions in long-term pain, short-term gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I think, that, I think the, the efficiency is, like, it's a 30%... Um, more likely to make better decisions if you think in a certain language. Sure, that isn't too flowery. The, the reading through, you know, occasionally you'll see these lists published of Japanese phrases for which there is no translation. And the idea that Japanese language is just sort of laden with this odd melancholy kind of an existential crisis of the whole thing. They, they've given up to this uh, sort of pervasive sadness that of all human beings in their language. It's wonderful. Yeah. But then again, this is from somebody that doesn't speak much outside of English. So <laughs> I would be one of those people that's like, oh, I bet the Germans feel like this because of their language. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. That's in, so your job is essentially now to kind of create, and by the way, no pressure, but you're going to create hopefully a piece of art, an artifact or something that might shape how people think. Yeah, I, I genuinely, I mean, this, this project that I'm working on, this screenplay, it's, it's your big superhero blockbuster, but I, it's, I want it to be uh, more subversive. And I do kind of want to rewrite the way those are done. I think we've got a great chance to change that paradigm. Everyone's kind of changing the paradigm with superhero movies. That's what everyone's going for. But the ones I like are like the, um, the ones where the, the, the characters and the dialogue treats us a little bit more intelligently. Yeah. You know, like, um, what's the one with... Um, the tape player. Oh gosh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. There's yeah, some right, there's sure. some dialogue in that that's really good. We talked about yeah. Rick and Morty, obviously that's sci-fi, but it treats the viewer with a little bit more, um, gives them more credit, I guess. Is that what yours is going to be? You're going to take a, uh, a formula we know really well and then give them really 
people have been I think that people are more savvy than ever about the formulas in TV and movies and they like that they know it and I, I want to make people feel clever for knowing those things the Joseph Campbell hero structure is kind of in anyone's mind that's ever had a passing knowledge of of uh, you know sci-fi yeah. in this generation and superhero movies so it'll be it'll be very self-referential this these characters and it will be you know, it will set itself up for an extended universe, but be very clear about that within the movie as a fourth wall breaking thing. Right. I like that idea. The character lends itself to that. The more I say, I bet you'll just guess who it is. Ah, no, 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 no. That sounds like the Spielberg thing of um, 50% they've got to know and be able to predict and congratulate. 50% is going to shock them. Yeah, yeah, a few little cheeky twists. I nice. Know. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a great process, I love it. Are you uh, in the most kind of happiest... Do you, do you think of happiness as like a... A kind of a graph thing to be achieved or is what is happiness to you i honestly think it's really important whoever sort of said we were were not you know born to be happy i think it was charlie chaplin said uh, i can think of nothing more terrifying than being completely content was it charlie chaplin this idea that you know it's not our evolution we're supposed to struggle oh come to appreciate struggle more so than ever since doing stand-up comedy I love it. And it very quickly goes from feeling horrible to retrospectively, I, I see the merit very quickly now. I love the struggle. A bad gig would, would affect me for weeks. Now it's, well, as it's happening, I'm like, this is really helping me because now I know never to do that again or that's say a that good, again. That's a good line, right? Straight away, if you're, yeah. if you're in the moment saying this isn't affecting me in the way that you might predict, I'm now... Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you, that's really interesting. Do you, does your brain become quicker at adapting then do you think to things when you're i couldn't think of anything more scary for everyone i've ever met than to say you're about to go on stage and you need to make these people laugh it's an odd thing to do uh, yeah maybe if you say that to yourself if that's your internal narrative it won't go very well i think that's the thing it's about resonating with people so i go on and i honestly laugh at myself <laughs> it's sincerely that, that, that's the idea i enjoy myself so much that i think sometimes people just laugh because of that and then that's a kickoff point and then we can get personal with them it's it's really counterintuitive. It's not necessarily about trying to um, retro-engineer from what they want and what they think will make will make them laugh. It's more about just being very authentic. And it this the scientifically the bit I don't understand that somehow resonates with that person, and it, and it really does work. That's been my experience in my whole career. Is there a science to it? So so you know um, the likelihood of like I can tell a certain type of joke, and I know that it will probably land better than another one. Because of this, and is, do, you know I mean? do you have to work it out, like calculate things, or is it let me just be myself and hopefully they caught? And... Uh, I think in, in certain venues or certain parts of the country, you make a few broader decisions about what you maybe won't talk about. I do a lot of events that are very LGBT, I'm a transgender woman, and so that material you don't need to explain things, uh, you don't need so you take that all out, you, they, they're already savvy to certain terms and things. But no, apart from that, I've had wonderful gigs where I've, we thought it was going to be awful. I've just sort of friendly, po friendly poked at uh, these sort of Middle Englandish guys that were not having any of it, and we were best mates by the end. Yeah. That lovely thing of, I think sometimes uh, young trans people and LGBT people, they forget that not everyone got the memo. So it's, <laughs> it's okay. And so the best you mean? can hope for, some people, the best you can hope for is, doesn't bother me, just don't do it near me. That's ignorant, but that is the best you can hope for someone. And I'll take that as a victory. You know, if they're like, you know, that's you do you. Tolerance. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a vague tolerance. Because yeah, they stopped using that word in school. It was, it's not about tolerance. But I think that sometimes that is the most you can expect from someone whose brain has been engineered a certain way their whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know, they're going to have to climb a mountain and talk to a sensei before their brain changes enough mm -hmm. to accept certain 
ideologies and things. So I've, I've had gigs like that. I prefer those gigs than just sort of preaching to the choir, you know. Yeah. I do a lot of gigs that are just for LGBT people, and it's, we, have, we have a fun time and not much is achieved apart from some light laughter and banter. I like getting in there and, you know... Because then there's a mythology. It's like, fuck, did you see what Jordan did? There was those guys who were about to kick off, and now they're having a couple. Yeah, and that's it. mystical. I like that. It's all about me. It's always about me. What have you found out? That's true for everyone, really, to a, to a degree. And let, uh, that's always the case until they they make a conscious decision, right, to make it, well, you can then get into a big philosophical debate about it, but it is all, so it's all about you. Yeah. But you're, um, it's also about your community with these people that you're um, talking to. Yeah. And you're, they're, they're, they're acknowledging you're making me feel good or I'm, what was the great thing? Um, oh, Jim Carrey said, he said his, his job is um, freedom from, Concern, like, or he's that's his. his he, yeah. he founded the Freedom from Concern Party. Like, he, just for a moment, he alleviates those people from their pain in their day to day life. Sure, yeah. And the younger generation of comics, a lot of them sort of taking it upon themselves to, uh, to yeah, like remedy some big sickness. Sometimes just like a, a, a balm, just sometimes uh, dealing with the symptoms and, and easing people's pain for a bit is enough. You don't have to mm-hmm. get in there. Some people, it's very, some people can come in very hot and preachy and it's, yeah. it's not the best case because you're yeah. just entrenching people in what all they already think. Yeah. You lose half the audience. I like to be a bit of a worm about it and wriggle in and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're all talking the same language. Yeah. The comics, what, what, is there any insight into the, um, the endeavours of a comic that you you that was surprised you like you got into that world and you've associated and you've been asking them about I guess they, I imagine you're a very you're very interested in people I always thought love I love people I love yeah. um, comedians is the weirdest thing you can walk into a room or a party or anywhere in the world and if there's another comedian there you know you'll you get know. on you'll get on oh you know you get on you okay, usually fine. can figure out if they're a comedian but you 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 you'll be able to talk to them on on a certain level you have to have a certain self awareness to be a comedian for more than two days yeah. you know two gigs. <laughs> After two gigs, if you've not got any self awareness, you you realise that you, it's not working, or that you're in a different, you're in over your head. You know, it's very difficult for someone that doesn't that isn't doing it ironically, or saying things ironically, or understanding sort of irony and the greater scale of things to be a comedian. I think. Sure. Yeah. Uh, when did you decide that you want to be a comedian? Because I remember in year seven, um, I was funny, like as in <laughs> I was ne- like next level funny, like as in. <laughs> I couldn't say a word, and like it wasn't. Everyone wasn't erupting. And I remember I, I, I made that decision, like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna be funny. Um, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember I had that decision. I remember I decided, yeah, I'm gonna be a comedian, and that's and that's yeah. it. Obviously, year nine came, and I wasn't as funny. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. So yeah, so my decision, my question to you was actually that: like, when did you when did you make that decision? And when because I feel like everyone can say to themselves like, oh yeah. Um, I'm funny, I could try this out. But to make that big, I guess it was a big commitment. A yeah, big man. It's a, it was a cold career change. I was a pop yeah. singer for like 10 years. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was not funny, definitely not funny, the one in school at all. And I don't think I'm the funny one now. It's still, you still have that thing because it's an intellectual exercise. It's like, a, I don't know how to sort of put it really. Um, you could not be the sporty one in school, but then win a medal in maybe something very specialised, you know, and you wouldn't have described yourself as being athletic, but you yeah. won, I don't know, you trained your life to be, I don't know, 100 metre runner. And 100 metre runners aren't all-rounders, are they? They are very specialised for that yeah. goal. Uh, I, I I did The Voice, and we brought out a single, and it was very expensive, 
And because we had so much money, we forgot how to be creative because we didn't need to because everything's at your disposal. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way they say that Americans don't really have a cuisine because they didn't need to because they landed there and there was everything they could ever possibly want, all the fruit and the meats and everything you could need. So there was no need to, yeah. you know, how, how other countries have cuisines out of necessity. Yeah. It's that I didn't need to be creative because we had all the money. So we're like, what do people, you start, we start asking, what did people want in the video? Muscle cars boobies a room full of school children throwing up their homework as if to say it's the end all these are in there and it was just this mishmash and the song was so shit and it wasn't shit if you listened to it listeners thank you for purchasing it it was very uh not derivative it was just really homogenous it sounded like everything else on the radio and it that killed me inside so at what point did it kill you just um slowly after the release because I wouldn't have brought it out if I was there thinking this is awful. I thought it was brilliant because so many people had come in and like, that guy knows what he's doing with bass. That guy knows how drums work. This guy understands lyricism. It must be brilliant. So you removed your judgment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just um, just was a skeleton. The, the only thing that endured was the metaphor. It was a song called Platinum and it was using metaphors of, um, of selling a single, a number one signal, as a romantic story. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So the lyrics are things like, do, yeah, it was, it's very derivative, but like, do you, do you remember when our love went gold? Top 10. Your heart was a one-hit wonder. Now you've gone cold again. It's like, that's the only thing about oh. it I still like, is that <laughs> it, I was literally singing about trying to get a number one single, but it sounds like a love song. I liked that about it. <laughs> and, and so then I said, I didn't want to ever do that again. And comedy, you get instant uh, feedback as well. You can think of something in the morning, say it that night. Nobody else you could speak to, not another human being all day, and still find out if it worked at the end of the day. That's very cool. Is that, so did you feel like your, day, your day's got worth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can do... You could go up and essentially maybe do a different 20 every night if you're a certain kind of comedian, but it doesn't work like that with music, you know, unless you're like a jazz musician or some, you know, working with an ensemble and you can mess around. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've given more to the craft of comedy in the last two years than I did ten years of music. I That's think really... I think so. Is that because of that nature of feedback adjustment, feedback adjustment, feedback adjustment, exploration? Yeah, you feedback. change very quickly. Yeah. yeah, what's that effect when you you throw up a ball with some spin off a very high place and it takes on a sort of a trajectory? You know, azimuth? Like yeah, is that it? The azimuth. Yeah. It, it's like that, I think, with comedy. It's so, you, you, if you pick up a certain direction, it's fed very, very quickly and a lot over a short space. Oh, of time. sorry, no, it could be something else you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. 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 This is that thing where sorry. I, my, the limits of my understanding are really quite small, but I can make it sound like if I don't, if I. If I stop talking and let you fill in the rest, it's like I knew the whole time what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I was, okay, so you guys know how yeah, you yeah. guys do it, man. No, 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 not at all. So I like physics. I'm always I'm super into it. Yeah. Did you like school? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really... Uh, I had a massive ginger afro. I was not popular as a tokenistic thing. You, you wouldn't look at me and say, let's have that person in our little gang. It was not... So I was, I was very academic. It, yeah, all like A's. I was, I was a student. Um, you were straight A's? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, I, and then you, you know, straight A's, you get to a certain age and you think, well, I'm not getting the, a reward for this, really. <laughs> so I would drop to B's and C's for lack of caring and trying. But, but we're all... That's what the, I think the top sets in our school, everybody was underachieving because we were bored. What were you expecting, then, when you were working hard? 
uh, yeah, um, re reward for, uh, I don't know. If I wasn't outstanding, then I'm unhappy. And yeah, it's a difficult when you sort of plateau. I think that's what it is. You like plateauing and getting all A's. It's like, well, there's got to be more than this. Mm. I, need, I want you to put me up in front of everyone and get me to answer a really difficult question so they all know their place. I'm important. <laughs> they yeah. know their place. I like, you yeah. can't exist there without someone beneath you. Yeah, that's it's so true. That is, it's that thing of... I love specialists. I love people that specialise and spend time in their life because uh, I can walk up, I can talk to a specialist and I, won't, I don't feel intimidated because I'm like, no, you, you deserve that. You've really owned that. I can't step in and have this conversation and I'll really happily re like retract. Yeah. Like, no, this is your thing and your moment and I'm, I'm proud of that. I like living in a world, like the kind of the world that we live in. You know, you guys, you, you've, you've honed something. You had something that you've built and built and built and you've come at different angles and you've taken odd swerves and turns, but you now own something that's so s s uh, special to you, spectacular and special to you. It's, it, that's cool. I want to spend my whole days looking at people and talking to people that have done that. I don't like... But do you want it for yourself? Yeah, yeah, but I keep changing what it is. <laughs> I wanted to be the biggest pop star, then I wanted to be the greatest comedian, now I want to be the most celebrated screenwriter of all time. Is it whichever one um, that has the most commercial success, that's the one you're going to take forward? Is that how you determine? I think it... No, no, but, um, but that is... A, it's very tempting. That's obviously super, super tempting. I like quick reward. I hate waiting around. But I'll work really hard for it. I will put in the work to get that commercial success. Yeah. It's odd that it takes the same amount of effort to get commercial success or art house success. You've still got to work just as hard. <laughs> you just yeah. don't like yourself as much at the end of one of them. Yeah, I thought that, like Bad Boys too. There was probably a lot of effort in that. <laughs> so much work, it really is. Yeah. Um, the only movies that don't take that much effort to do are the ones where a, a famous person will get all their famous mates to come and hang out and they'll shoot something in a house party yeah. type style. Those movies are, are just a dream. A lot yeah. of George Clooney stuff, he's just got, he just would hang out with his famous mates and that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's blooming hard work. Yeah, that's a work-life balance. He's <laughs> struck there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a heart on your cap? This is the heart that was the logo for the platinum single. I wear this hat very often because I've got about 300 of them in boxes <laughs> that didn't sell during the merch phase. So it's Practical. an anatomically correct heart, and that's, this was this metaphor, which I don't still fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> it, I like to say I wear, I wear my heart on my head instead of on my sleeve because people go, oh, and then they don't really <laughs> understand either. But they go, she knows something. Oh, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I like it. Thank you. Do you want one? <laughs> I'm, probably, yeah, I'm surprised I haven't got any more on me. Yeah, so it's, um, it's been on everything. I, I almost got it tattooed because I just thought this my career this is about to blow now. up. <laughs> but, but make sure I get the first one of yeah, these. That's it. Um, so, some, somebody did. Some people got the lyrics tattooed. I've had people got my face tattooed, man, since The Voice. Wow. So now I can't do anything scandalous. Yeah, it's odd. It's really odd. That's um, going to be Really good as well. Good, good one. So that's good. I can't, I can't say it's not me because it's very well done. It's very well done. People have got... People chose the best bits about my music career and, and put them on their skin. That's nice. There's yeah. nothing that's been tattooed on someone that I'm ashamed of. Like, very luckily, <laughs> it's the good, the good songs and the, um, yeah, and my my face from I don't know. It's a selfie that I took during the quarterfinals or something, and it got made into a portrait. But it's amazing, um, French Canadian artist. She did this big selection of portraits, and yeah. I was two of them with me. And somebody got that tattooed. Wow. Do you consider yourself a role model? For, uh, for, yeah, yeah, in, in that I don't, um, I don't 
jump on people that get like uh, specifically to, to transgender people i think that's all i can try and do because uh i i don't yeah i, I don't uh i don't treat any people as adversaries i don't go into these conversations in an adversarial manner with people that are against me against see even that feels weird to say people that are against i think undecided maybe or or don't have a clear view of... yeah every I, I treat everyone as being kind of undecided in yeah. that i think like I'd have a good chat with like Jordan Peterson. I think that I don't have anything, any feeling ever of there being an adversarial thing. Like, no. And that's nice. So uh, that's what I say to young people who are getting really worked up and wondering, they're saying, why don't my parents call me she or whatever? Like, Cause they don't know, do they? They, you know, give people a bit of time. That's my only enduring thing that I'm, that always makes me happy when I think of that, the amount of young people I speak to and I've sent them away a bit more boring, I've but a bit happier in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, a bit less, <laughs> they're a bit less fiery, but they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Because my life's going to be easier now. But, so you seem... Sorry, there's a little rumble there. You seem very reasonable and, and very kind of happy yeah. with any outcome. I think that's... I got that a lot from what you talk about your goals. You're, you're fiercely passionate about your goals, but you also don't regard them as being massively important. Yeah, it used to be, and now it's not anymore. That's, that's very true. I like that idea of a legacy, like, say, come in. It's supposed to be retrospective. You can't try and build it in advance. You just keep aiming for stuff. Yeah. And it will look cool when you write it down afterwards on a list. And it, or it may never look cool. May you never may never cool. see what was oh, cool Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> no, to you. To you, I mean. I meant to you. I know, I'm joking. Because it's always... <laughs> it's when you see the, the crack. Like, oh, no, what? I'm failing? No. Uh, no. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, goals. If, I just think, by definition, if you put in the most effort then you did do it right. Whatever mm. came out, you did, you did it right. You know, that's a sort of lame way of thinking about it. I know, I think that's, the, again, the only way to really think about it, isn't it? Is you just have to do it for you. I, I kind of think people who are creative do it. They don't necessarily, they might retrofit a reason behind it, but they, yeah, they just true. do it. And, and um, who do we have today? Uh, we interviewed Bobby from, he was originally in Does It Offend You? Uh, yeah, now he set up Rattle, um, which is like a, com a commune um, with a good monetary focus for artists to be part of it, but to share in the profits rather than it to go to um, a business entity that doesn't necessarily support them. Sure. And um, he, he, they do a test when people arrive, which is why are you doing this? Yeah. So if, cool. if I, if kind of, um, if we, you know, let's say we were a Netflix or whatever type of company that was about to commission your next piece of work, and we, they are, we asked you, you know, why are why do you create art? What would you answer? Oh man, I, I would have assumed that I was coming in to work on spec, so I'd have a really good list <laughs> but, of answers for why I was making this particular piece of art. Yeah, let's let's forget that. We're just yeah, going to go holistic. Yeah, uh, we want to make sure we're back in the right person. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm. Uh, I follow um, sort of intuition to the very end. I will, uh, like, auteur my intuition to the end result with ferocity. So I'm, so I'm doing it a, a service, you know. So if it's, if it's bad or it doesn't work out, at least it, it was... Uh, Intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel I'm intuitive in a way. Yeah, we've got, I've got, like, a unique intuition as uh, most people at the top sort of trickling around. We've got all on you. It's amazing that we're friends, really, because everyone at the top is, I think... We're all, we you diverge quite a lot. Like talking about specialists, people that get to the top of their fields yeah. as you get older, they're all so, so different mechanically in the brain. Yeah. And yet we must share some common, like, do you think? Is that a thing? Am I, yeah, am I yeah, I know what you're saying. That? It depends what, so th 
So what is the common denominator then? Yeah. Uh, what, as in, what, sorry, what is the common, um, what is the common um, thing that we're screening them against? What have they all achieved? Yeah. Is it, is it commercial, like monetary success? Or is it a, a body of work, a canon of work? What, what? Consistency is, is really important. They're still there? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Consistency of, of like focus. They could be on different projects or completely different things. But if they go at it with the same intensity. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am unemotional about art in a really odd way. I love it so much, but um, my objectivity, I've always held on to my objectivity, I, what I believe to be objective, my whole life. So that's what I would sell myself based on the fact that I'm not, gonna, I'm not precious about little things, for sure. You'll let stuff go. You won't hold on to That's really unique, because yeah, I, I, I am, for a very short period of time, actually, I can't really say this, I, I work with some artists, and I never thought I'd, I'd do that. And um, my role with these artists was not the artist, if that makes sense. Right, okay. I was working with them in terms of shaping and developing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I've never seen um, what I consider to be mature individuals flip into a childish, but if he has that section for drums, I want to do my bit here, or sure. we don't want to change that. I, I was like, you must be joking. Like, yeah. it's a song, mate. It's, and I... I um, run away from that after like two months and will never go back to it. I don't, anyone who works with artists will suffer that kind of like, don't question me, but you're happy to be kind of questioned and to be vetoed or to... I, get... I love the Darwinian nature of this position for so much. I, I love that thing about TV. Part of my job is to push back against notes and I've done that. And, and then 25% of them made it through, like the original ideas and, 25, and 75% push back. And the end result is stronger for it in this TV thing I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I love that's that's uh, my favorite thing. I'm, I am a proper Darwinian at heart in so many respects, and it can make you sometimes seem very cold. And and even it, you can come across as sort of calculated person, which is why I have to uh, be super relaxed. Otherwise, it might I might turn into a, a sociopath. Okay. But I'm, I'm not. I'm just not. I'm, I'm think I'm really quite average. <laughs> in um, filmmaking, do you feel like you have a social? Tracking back to the role model question, and you said to the um, transgender community, do you feel like you have um, a responsibility to represent these groups in your films, or when it like moving forward, I, I I'm more people speak about these agendas, these odd like monstrous agendas that are happening, and I've no experience of them whatsoever. So either what, I've been left out, just the the, you know, the transgender agenda, and uh, even oh god, who was it? I think it was. Um, it might not have been David Icke. It might have been somebody like David Icke. I just and I, I he was talking about how uh, men are transitioning into women to kind of get under the radar of new feminism. So it was really, really odd. That's a and, funny and I was like, angle to right, come and from. I, I didn't, I didn't get that memo from my transgender <laughs> d- dark sources or whatever. I'm just, yeah. So. Um, I always say to young people, if you're, I just happen to be in the arts, so I'm going to be loud and and verbose about it. And I'm going to try and like be really uh, make a spectacle. But if I was a baker, I'd just try and make really bloody good bread. If I was a transgender baker, if I was a transgender pilot, I'd land every plane bang on time, and people it'd be undeniable. That's what I want to be. I'd be undeniable. That is my essence is that I want to be undeniable, but I will put the effort in to be undeniable. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I won't cheat to get there. I won't cut corners. I, I'm going to be undeniable because that's a safety net. That is about as, as much of a shield as you can get. If you, put, if you are undeniable with what you do, you can put people at a distance comfortably and they won't feel offended. Like, no, that's, that's just like an aura here. That's okay. 
and I like I quite like my own time. That that's a, an echo from the um, from the kid who's doing A levels and then yeah. wanted to do better, isn't it? You haven't you've still kept those yeah those goals. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just true. Just want to. Do you question the establishment that gives you the um, undeniability? Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, where does that come from? Um, I feel you are sort of yeah uh, stepping on precarious stones across a lot of this for sure. Like yeah, you don't don't stay anywhere for too long. Um, that that kind of the mystery around someone that's got a story. I think that equity lasts for quite a long time, so long as you don't try and um, don't play on it too much or give too much away. Don't give too much. Don't speak too much. This is not coming <laughs> true. You should be doing like, this. Do you, do, you have, do you get that in comedy? Just like like you, you 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 have a mystery about you now. You've got that equity is strong because you listen. You're just listening. I'm rambling and rambling and rambling, and I'm, you know, I'm like, wait. You're like, I don't know what you're thinking right now. And it's good. That's cool. Because yeah. now that equity around you is like, I'll leave. And I'm like, fuck, that guy, he knows something. I don't know. It could be like the Homer thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe it could well. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm inclined to believe that people that, that listen, like, there's a lot to be said for that. I've, sometimes I've, you, you, get, you hit a nerve with someone and you just let them talk for five minutes. I'm like, oh, this, I don't need to be here anymore, do I? You're just getting this out. You don't want a result. You're just getting this out. You need to affirm something. Yeah, we've experienced that recently. Yeah, really. In here? In a podcast, Probably yeah. quite conducive for a podcast to just have somebody go off. That's fine, is it? It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. We can, we, it, I don't think we learned anything is the end result. Is yeah. um, the person didn't think. Yeah. They talked. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm swearing a lot. Sorry. By the way, it's yeah. fine. Oh, like. sorry to hear that. That doesn't sound like fun at all. It was, it was it was a lesson learned. Like yeah, it, I yeah, came yeah. away thinking, "Wow, um, I presume this person who'd experienced so much stuff in their life was going to come here and was going to be open and was going to discuss it and you know maybe go somewhere interesting or, or or think you know out loud, which is what we really want you to do is think out loud." Yeah. And they didn't at all, did they? It's like a mantra. That's something I'll say. If, if we'd had this interview while I was uh, uh, doing the reality TV or still in music, I'd be it would be far more considered and I would have gone through questions and tried to have answers that made me seem interesting. I now, I love the idea of, of just, it just spilling out. It's authentic. That engine just kind of opens up and you're like, no, that, that's, that's got to be coming from a real place. That, that comes across and uh, not to be sound sycophantic because I'm a big fan of yours, but um, that's exactly what I, from the first moment I met you, because I'd only met you face to face. I'd never seen any of your work. It was a wonderfully surreal evening. It was I, very wish, strange I wish evening. there was a way of describing it. It was, it was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and, um, but I remember thinking, wow, here's somebody who's literally will answer any question and will go anywhere and will think about anything. Yeah. It's a weight off, isn't it? To think that you don't have to carry something or if you, you don't have to crowbar in some, <laughs> some yeah. deliver a structure to anyone. You yeah. just have to, yeah. And um, so I think that's that's what we I definitely want more people like that in my life. Yeah, that's it. I, I'm gonna. <laughs> and it's, we're it's done. So mysterious. Oh. Just like really solid, and then now you say something. I say something. I like it. I um, want to just flip into what's your relationship with death? I I uh, think it's unfair because I'm I'm not being utilised to the best of my ability. I should I think. If, if I've worked really hard, they should, I should be able to live a little bit longer. I think there should be something chemically in the body that yeah, keeps you Yeah, wasn't there a like, movie like with Ryan Gosling or something? Not Ryan Gosling, Ryan... 
The guy who was in... I think of Gattaca. Gattaca covered everything. Yeah, they did. Um, I, 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 anti-spirit. I reckon, because I, I, I've not given it enough thought, on my deathbed I'm going to... Uh, my ide- ideals are going to come in, my fear is going to take over, and I'm probably going to think, oh, man, I'm so sorry I didn't pray to you. But at the moment, I'm, I grew, I'm, Richard Dawkins was a rock star to me when I was a kid, and it's all in there, and it's all ingrained. Um, and evidence. I have infinite patience for anyone that has these beliefs because it, it feels nice to think there's something out there. But I just would rather be sort of anxious and miserable with what I believe to be the truth than lie to myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think when death comes, you'll think about any of that stuff? I want, I want to be holding my uh, partner's hand. I thought about this a lot the other day because I wrote an article about it for Diva magazine of all things. Awesome. So we went into this dark thing. That's lovely. I was like, no, that just knowing that someone else is there thinking of my affairs. Like, I shoot, she's a bit older than me, so I mean, I might, I might get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> She'll still be there. Because <laughs> um, if I die first. That's selfish, I think, of me. I want to be you. Want to be the one to do that for someone Take as well. Do you know what I mean? But I couldn't do it for like a stranger. I don't know. I don't know. That's an odd thing, isn't it? That's like in war or something. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd feel like I was doing him a disservice. You know, yeah. you want someone there that kind of resonates with you a little bit. Tell Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I'd sing them a song. I'd sing them platinum. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> I've got these hats for you. Close your eyes and pop the hat on. <laughs> Do you remember Stem when... the... Make a tourniquet out of your... <laughs> uh, death is uh, horrible, but I do... I love Darwinism. I've resigned myself to that. So, yes, yeah, so I'm just going to keep going until I go. I don't think there's any fate involved. I think, you know... Mm. Um, and I'm fairly healthy as well, so I'm actually quite confident. I quit drinking seven years ago. I know, I know. So I'm... Um, and you put up with us as we were drinking. It was on the hardcore listing podcast. I'm cast, so lucky that it, it doesn't... Um, I don't think about it. I don't... It's not, I can be in a bar. I don't have a, a twitch that says, oh, man, I'd really like that today. Do you know what I mean? A hot day, maybe I think of strawberry-flavoured recorder lig, that a cider, because I dated the heir to the recorder lig fortune. <laughs> so I've got this romantic <laughs> thing about that, really briefly. That's amazing. I was in her house in Sweden, and uh, her parents were going through some stuff, and it was really awkward because they didn't speak English, and I spoke very little Swedish. Real quick question. How old were you? 21. Wow. Something like that. 30. Just turned 30 in January. Um, and I spent, the, I spent the weekend hanging out with one of those automated uh, lawnmowers. Hanging out? <laughs> yeah, just because she was talking to her parents and stuff. I watched The Godfather in Swedish, one and two, with the dad. And he didn't you watched it all the way through, committed. <laughs> Swedish. And then I was walking around with this lawnmower, just like, this is an odd way to live your life. Favourite thing in life is getting to a moment and being like, how did I get here? Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you remember, what was the last time? That's an open question, eh? Do you remember the last time, or a moment where you're like, in a moment, and you're like, how did I get to this exact moment? Yeah. Perhaps you're somewhere else in the world. That happens to a lot of people. The first time they're somewhere away, on their own, and you're in uh, the square or something, you know, red square, and you're like, how did I get here? What? I have a very strong life narrative. Yeah. As in, I, 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 I audit it on a daily basis. Where have I been? Where am I going? Because I was lost for so many years. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have an identity. Okay. Didn't know where I was headed. And now I'm like thankful of every day I've got some, someone that might say, oh, Ben's got some stuff going on. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm grateful for that. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, like, all, like, all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, even last time I think it happened is when I, we had a work dinner talk thing last week, Friday. I remember walking in, obviously this is really like posh room, sure. just posh people. I was thinking, 
And I had just come back, I had sat my exam that same morning, and I caught the train straight away. And then it's like, you left that environment, and then you're just sitting here with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weird thing, yeah, yeah and I'm sure. looking around, and then the man just served me, asked me if I needed any wine. I'm looking around thinking, like, once again, how, like, how, been, like, how did you get here? Um, so it happens to me very, very regularly, I think. Um, but I think tracking back probably would be a good thing for me to do. Just so it's... It's not like it becomes normal. Like this is the inevitable next step because of all the things that you've done before. Yeah. Yes. Do you do you do that kind of practice of gratitude on a daily basis? No, and, and I'm I'm a I'm a, a hypocritical advocate of it a lot of the time. But no, I I'm always that thing of do what I say, not as I do, because I I think I'm like this in in an egotistical way. I think I'm clever enough to avoid things that other like medicines that other people need i'm like no i don't need to do that i'm so clever mm. but of course it doesn't it catches up with you uh, yeah you go through little periods of being a bit uh yeah I, I just get so miserable when i've not got work on it really is a case of achieving work even if it's not been promised but if i've got a project it's great yeah. miserable when it's not and i think that would go away if i practiced gratitude a bit more every day if so if you weren't working would there be like I think for, for, there's two things. So as we're talking about that, so work, this kind of day-to-day work and get involved in this and work with people I do, I love out at home. My home life's really simple. So my, me and my wife in a house, we get to watch lots of crime dramas. We get to, you know, make uh, funny noises and make come up with uh, new characters and talk in silly, silly voices. And I sit in my little home music studio I've created over years and I write music and I get into a state of flow and I get ma- my mental health takes a tumble if I'm not in any of those three spaces. Wow, okay. So if I don't have like, the community with her, if I'm not with her, if I'm not working, going on holiday is a bit of a nightmare for me. After three days, I'm like, oh, it, it, yeah. can't relax. Yeah. And if I can't write music um, or write, I guess, anything, anything creative, I guess. Yeah, I get... Thoughts on a song, perhaps, or intellectual ideas about where the meaning behind it is enough isn't it to kind of yeah anything to stimulate and investigate like yeah. you said about the um working things out and it being quite numerical i'm very much um how do things relate to one another how do they work yeah. but like i said that keeps my mental health good yeah what, what, where do you what are your kind of parameters on that I, I used to find it so obnoxious when people described themselves as a workaholic so i had no understanding of it and now i fully relate 100 yeah. percent. but but in a, on that I can't remember who he was talking about. I watch a lot of things on this thing called Film Courage, uh, screen screenwriting advice from various different people in the industry. This guy's talking about the DM5, whatever it is, the mental health manual, talks about two, the eight, type A and type B workaholism, people for whom are high-functioning workaholics, basically, and people that are, don't. And then he says, but they completely ignore the third one who love their job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love doing it. So it's, it's, I don't go, oh, man, I just, I just need to do this. I don't feel anxious. I'm so happy to be working and at the expense sometimes of not eating or whatever. So um, I don't but, let myself get miserable for too long. That's all you can say about, and I'm not to link to something pernicious, but you can say about alcoholism. There's three types there. There's people who are high-functioning and need it, people who just, you know, it doesn't work for them at all, yeah. and people who just love to drink. Yes, uh, they have all the paraphernalia and all the stuff, and it's a thing. That's cool. <laughs> I used to think, I, I've, I have never smoked, never smoked weed or anything. All I've ever taken is psychedelic mushrooms twice in like a self-medicating sort of way. Yeah. And I used to think... I would be one of those... I'd be like a Heisenberg of mushrooms. I would, I would have so much joy in my life just making them and never having them. Like, uh, growing the perfect one, cultivating them, getting the spores, having all the paraphernalia, and I'd rock up in, like, a little mushroom hat or something. <laughs> out of the thing. Like, these are the, the best. But I wouldn't take them, and I, they'd give me so much joy working on 
That, it's yeah. just about being the best, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'd travel to like the Amazon for like the best strain of mushroom, yeah, bring yeah. it back, keep it all. Yeah. I think you said it with specialism. I, I understand specialism. that. I, when I, this is really sad, but I I called my wife in the other day. She went, "What are you watching?" I went, "I just love this guy. He's he's got this old valve mixer, and he, he's opening it up, and he's got the schematics of the valve. He goes transformer yeah. here and that there, and that was a really efficient design for the 1950s. This used to be in the BBC studios, and the broadcast standards were very high, so they would have had to. And she was like, "What are you reading? You don't understand what he's saying." I went, "But he's so into it. Yeah, that, I could listen to people talk about what they love for hours." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the bit. There's a there's a book just been published. It's at, like all the main stores. It's a Norwegian wood stacking. But it's a book. <laughs> it's a book on the art of stacking logs for wood. And I, when I was wow. in Sweden, I spent a summer chopping wood, and then left. So that's quite nice. I chopped the wood so that they, they could heat their house where I was staying for the for the winter. That's lovely. But you, I kind of learned the basics. There is a thing about it. But there's a book on it. I was like, I'd get that. I'd read that. There's They'd a love it. there's a great connection now to life philosophy of that that old. Uh, it's an Asian. So like. Well, he, he who chops the wood warms himself twice. That is the most specific analogy. Because when else does that work? Um, open question. When does that work for any other time? <laughs> if you're chopping wood, great. That's true. But actually, it wasn't that one. Okay, it was, so. it was bef- before. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. It's before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So just the doing is the thing yeah yeah and finding happiness and peace and fulfillment in what you are already doing i mean change yeah. change your attitude on it rather than the the activity or the world around you yeah it's nice it's very cool how are we doing we're doing well i really thought that was a great place to end but i really want to keep talking to you how are you doing oh, did time? i interrupt by going how was that <laughs> no, keep, going, keep going no i'm all right no i'm i'm cool but it's your your project i mean Stuart whiffin tells me to keep it to an hour we rarely do we always go over he's like oh you have to chop it into two but i think people are hopefully interested by it yeah. um is there something you want to ask um, <laughs> what do you what does shame mean? i feel like yeah. uh, I, I always ask the question but what does shame mean shame i um when you're like a transgender is the really specific node at the end of like an lgbt thing it's like you are an object of political conversation yeah. and sh- and and some people cast you as that that your life must have involved shame to get to this but yeah. obviously for us it's the other way it's like oh i'm feel really it's good now. i was embarrassed that i waited so long yeah. Yeah. so uh i don't i get uh i don't get embarrassed i can't remember the last time i was embarrassed about anything uh oh. I think I would be very ashamed if I stood on someone's shoulders to get to something. If I took a shortcut to get to something, I feel shame there. I feel it in my stomach when I, when I know the opportunity's there to take a shortcut. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, the, is that's that the nice inner lizard who yeah. wants to win? Um, so yeah, and I, and I don't, and that's so my in my. I think it's a healthy relationship because I feel it and I I don't hide it away. I feel it and let it do what it's supposed to do. What do you yeah. feel about the? Um, the the girl the young girl in you that was ostensibly a boy to the outside world yeah. but didn't acknowledge it because of that's super interesting cause it's so different for different people i am a pragmatist on every level in that regard because i wasn't a girl i was just an alien in my mind i was like oh i must be some an alien or something that's just a genderless blob and then I made a pragmatic decision. I never will use the phrase, nor do I give any credence when people say, 
you know, it's just my, I was the soul, a woman's soul trapped in a guy's body. No, I wasn't. I had all the male privilege that any male privileged guy could have. Just, you know, it's the, it's how it affects other people. Uh, I'm ill-equipped to deal with the pressures that society puts on men, and I'm very equipped to deal with the ones they put on women. I can do that, and I'm really, I'm more productive like that. So it's just pragmatic. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I made a, a decision based on, um, yeah, the best, best bang for my buck, best use of my energy moving forward. Yeah. I slot into society better now. I don't think you're the person who looks back and thinks I should have done it better with regret. But if we did make you ask, you know, answer the question of, do you think you could have done it? You, you, you should have um, embraced that change sooner, outward change sooner. Do you think you would have done, or do you think it, it went the way it did? Or that was perfect. It's, it, I'm so underqualified when they put me on these panels to talk to the younger people because it was, it was. I mean, I was in the arts, so everyone's like left leaning and liberal. When I came out, they were like, "Oh, Jordan's just being like David Bowie today. She's just being, he, he's just being a bit weird and effeminate." And then I just kept doing that until they went, "Oh no, this is a permanent thing." Perm- <laughs> so I, it was beautiful. I, so now my responsibility is to dig into the story of people that have had a hard time and yeah. kind of relate on that level just to be super positive and happy is yeah. my actual job because yeah. then they go fuck it might, it's going to be fine it's possible again I'm so sorry for swearing but it was a moment no you can swear it's, it's fine this fuck is all what? fuck <laughs> you <Yeah>. all <laughs> um, yeah I, it is I'm, I'm unfortunate my problems were not solved by transitioning like my, any problems I had before were still there afterwards it was just my life elevated I'm happier I'm really happy which solves a lot of things but you um, face a lot of resistance during your transition. I got the the loveliest way you could do it: a massive, uh, impartial hatred from the UK's like you know right wing, right minded right wing side of people because I was on reality TV when it happened. So I just I was like a year after I transitioned, I was on TV. So you just get it was the weirdest thing. This is this is the, stick with me forever. Every comment on the video, I only read the comments from one video, and then my, my mentor, Paloma, she said, don't read anymore. Just don't, don't do it. <laughs> they were exclusively, oh, my God, she's amazing, or he is so shit. Isn't that amazing? They've uh, equated the quality with their understanding of the situation, I guess, the authenticity. So yeah, it was, she's amazing, right. she's an idol, she's going to be amazing. He's so shit, he can't sing, he's awful. There was no crossover. Yeah. That's wow. really odd to me. There was no one that wanted to be like, you know what, I'm, you know, good honour, but she can't sing. There was none of that, or there was no, I've got to give it to him, he's a good singer. None of that. Isn't that sad really that all they got from it was one or the other? So but they've aligned their opinion with the thing. Yeah, that's but, it. They, they that they stuck with me a lot. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that was the, all that they, if they're going to be negative in some way, they're going to have to view it through one prism yeah it shouldn't be called it, it's not about a voice it's not the merit of a voice if it was about voice it, it would be a radio You'd show know, it's, be... <laughs> it's the story I, I love I'm, I'm, I've been involved in a big public uh, hero's journey yeah. and the news cycle was gone and that was great and it was a wonderful thing to be in the real time being like yeah. oh I'm a, I'm a political object right now let's steer things well while the focus is on now I can do whatever I want very very cool I've got a question, and this is, I'm not, I don't mean to challenge you on this, but I'm just thinking, if we just go into the future, if you're playing in a space where people, you're going to be judged on something that could be globally, have a global effect, yeah. you, you may find yourself in the future, um, people projecting a responsibility onto you to talk about the, all these things. Yeah. 
And if you, if, if you, how, what do you think about that? I do, right? Because I'm going to keep giving you little clues about this screenplay because it's changed my life. Like when I realised this is what I want to do. The guy that owns the IP is a uh, fairly openly homophobic, like um, a right-wing Breitbart sort of contributor type fellow. And I've divorced myself from that. And I, when I heard that, I was like, shit, this is an amazing opportunity. This isn't going to make it harder. This is going to make it so much better um, to, to publicly, like, not co-produce, but to, like, ha- to loan, loan this IP and make this thing. Um, as an example of just keeping a conversation open-ended, people hate cognitive dissonance. That's, that's what all of our lives are based on, and people are becoming more savvy to that now. And I get to stand anywhere and make people's minds go, fuck, one, one or the other, one or the other, one or the other. And if you keep it open <laughs> yeah. for long enough, your brain's They're just, in a state yeah. of spin. Yeah, and it's wonderful. That's, a, that's a really liberating for people. So yeah. I get, that's my job, is that I actually... Yeah. I kind of get to be a bit um, Machiavellian about it, in, in what I think is a nice way. And just keep a conversation open-ended for people because then they have to take responsibility. I'm not handing them an answer. That's, yeah, that's, that's really... Nice. That makes a lot of sense. I, I, that's great. You've got to keep the dialogue open, welcome people in. Yeah. You're never going to be able to land perfectly on either side, right? And convince no. or but I, defend. But I like it that... Um, I'm also, I'm always described myself as like I'm a left-leaning, well-meaning idiot. And I mean that so much because I'm not politically inclined enough to make big decisions i just know where my heart lies it's that i think uh, gosh what's the isn't wasn't there a study that linked um uh, liberalism and republicanism like conservatism to it's a novelty seeking gene versus a, a gene to conserve energy and keep things the same and i've yeah. always just thinks things should change yeah think, yeah so yeah they are gonna yeah things can't yeah Sorry about the name background. So I, I like you. We're like sort of a human goldfish aquarium. It's almost it? like we're really not that important at all because everyone's just getting on with their day all around us. Yeah. I like it. It's cool. We're in the hub. We're in the nodes. Yeah. This is nice interview. I like this. this really, really enjoyed this. Yeah. This is so Thanks interesting. I, I am. <laughs> Your absence of so it's really this is really cool. You've built yourself up now, so you've got to say the last thing, surely. There's, there's no <laughs> that's yeah. that's, I feel like that's what I've Yeah, yeah. It's great. Big delivery. Yeah. So. No pressure, please. Jerry Springer, final thought type thing. <laughs> yeah. He'll do, we'll do this offline. He'll do it, record something. He'll be yeah. oh, completely yeah, sure, different sure. to how he is now. Um, but it's been a pleasure. And oh, what a lovely conversation to have, eh? About it's really big things, but in, a, in lofty things in a sort of whimsical <laughs> manner. That's nice. Is that your treatment for your new... Your, That's your... my entire life, in essence. <laughs> I, I love providing the comic relief, if I can, for anything. Because yeah. I always get put on panels for really serious conversations. So if I make them laugh, all of a sudden the room goes, I can't quite remember what that whole day was about, but she was funny. And, nice. and if she thinks that we should be nice to people of different kinds, I'll do that. Because <laughs> they made them laugh. I, actually, I completely agree with that. I yeah. think people follow character and personality more than the idea sometimes sure. they stand for right yeah yeah so that's just if you are if you happen to be charismatic do your best to actually learn about what you believe in because people are going to follow you yeah. that's it oh i've learned that a lot um so i've been on a couple of panels people always want me to talk about social mobility and stuff yeah and I, really, like, I didn't really know that much i should hold it to my mouth right yeah because um, that was to your ear sorry um you can I, hear the ocean yeah, I really, I didn't actually know that much, and people just wanted me to be an expert. So even when you're speaking on specialism, I was thinking how I've only recently, like, 
realise how important that is because everyone just does a lot of things all the time. And you can, just because you have op- the opportunities there to just do so many different things, no one is really becoming an expert on the issue and actually like just zeroing in. Um, so yeah, like it's just this. It's cool, isn't it, when you suddenly realise you've got sort of a superhero responsibility to, like, learn or, like, train your skill and be... Yeah, 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 yeah. that's cool. That's really cool. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 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 